I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And I'm Edward. Together, we are the Groundbreakers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the fucking best. Check out the deep voice on Craig. <laughs> oh man, that's the fucking best, man. Craig. <laughs> recording. Recording. Spread them cheeks, cause it's time to record. So I went I went to Staples and I got yelled at for this. But I printed these I printed some of my maps out that I've been working on, as you guys can see from the Facebook page, in like full color. Is that to scale too? So you can this just drop is to, it down? This is to scale. This that's hell to scale. yeah. Uh, I got yelled at for doing this in color. So, I mean, uh, they, you're paying for it. Yeah, they were like, that. it breaks the machine. And I'm like, bitch, I don't care. I don't care. But you paying for it. They I let know. you pay for it. So I, know. I, don't... I know. That's what I told her. I was like, well, you let me pay for it. I got this big old dungeon. So then I went back to Staples and I decided to do it the right way. And I got it in like printer friendly with the grid map. Nice. So more of like a classic look, you know. So how much did all that mess run you? So these cost roughly two dollars a piece, and Dang the it. bigger ones cost like three fifty. But they got, was, but you got yelled at. But yeah, hey. yeah. Well, I got the bigger maps. I got the bigger maps also done in classic as well for, like I said, about three fifty per map. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, yeah. It, I, these Can't are doing that. No, these were these were done inside of Dungeon Draft, and then you go into Staples or wherever you're printing from. Staples was the easiest for me, and you just select uh, Drafting Paper, and you put on Drafting Paper. I would love to print like a world map, which I have. I mean, I just love to print it like that. So yeah, the lady at Staples is like, if you're going to print color, you need to print it on a poster. And I'm like, okay, posters are roughly like fifteen to $40, depending on how big it is. So yeah, like a big world map that you want to put on your wall and be like, this is where you guys are. 30 bucks, that's fair to me. Sure, sure. You know, that's fair. But, but one one time dungeon. No, 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 no. No, not, not, not fair to me. Not fair for, for 30 bucks. Unless you're going, okay, say, you know, say we're not in COVID season and we're out here doing cons and stuff like that. I mean, you're going to sure, be a bit, sure. you're going to be a big dick dungeon master if you're bringing your own stuff. So that would be kind of cool. I like to think I am big dick dungeon master when I big do dick that. dungeon master, man. But I mean, the that big, would be D- really cool. the big DDM, yeah. the DDM. Yeah. So season two, right guys. Episode zero, the introduction level. We're back, bitches. We are back. We are. I mean, I mean we're getting there, but we'll be back, yeah. bitches. Yeah. Um, that that's kind of what I was saying earlier. You know, I've been trying to like generate some heat for you guys, little little tidbits of us getting back into the swing of things. That's called. I nipples. mean, yeah, <laughs> nipples. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I got a game. I got two games going on right now. I also have two games going. Uh, I'm in a game. But wait, so you both have two games going? I know I'm yes. in one of Matt's games. Yes, but. What do you have right. going yes, on there? Right? So uh, we're currently running two games. I I think last time I had spoke about it, I was running one large game. We had just kind of merged a group and I had like seven players or something massive and mad. 
too much exactly so um because of covid and scheduling and all the nightmare that went along with seven people we we split those two groups i started another campaign with a smaller group and then kept the core group that i had been playing with so i'm running the same campaign with uh, a group of um three people uh and then i have a separate game which so far we've been playing online just because we haven't got scheduling uh in a separate world so the one world uh, that i've been playing is the same world uh, me and matt both use frequently uh nimnodian themed thing like that the other one is a almost exclusively egyptian themed setting uh at least to them um and i say egyptian loosely i kept the egyptian uh deities and in Egypt, they like really worship the deities. So like they're really prevalent in the world and like active. And the sand and desert kind of mixed with like Arabian theme too, to make it like that Egyptian theme. And then just kind of went with it, made a kind of a continent that's made of sand almost with a giant river in the middle that would simulate the Nile and things like that. Um, so lots of uh, undead and pyramids and tombs and such so far. Ooh, cool. Like uh, an Egyptian theme, something I've never really dabbled in at all. So that's pretty cool. Setting in a, is this an original world or is this more of like a like a mini campaign for you or? Uh, so I, I guess it's I would say original world. I guess I did a lot of research on actual Egypt because originally I was like, we're going to do an Egypt, and then I was like, well, that's a little bit too constrictive for me. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very close to what I would imagine Egypt might be like if it existed with a bunch of magic. But it's definitely its own world. So have you played a session in it yet? Yes, yeah, so I think we've played three, if I'm not mistaken. It might be might be two. I might be wrong. You're doing five, D&D five? Uh, both games I'm playing right now are five, yeah. Cool. Rocking that five life. I mean, it, it is the best, in my opinion, it's, it's well, most people's opinion, it's the best one to get started in. It is it is the easiest truth, system. Truth, truth. And in both groups, I have a lot of newbie-ish players, so it's easy to, to connect with them. Okay. Uh, putting the Egypt together, I did a bunch of research on the gods. If you didn't know, Egypt gods are a fucking mess. My God, there's like three thousand of them. It's a that's, it's a hot fucking mess. That's too many gods. Um, and depending on the story and what's going on, you know, it was their sister or their mother or their brother or their son or who the fuck knows. Like, there's no like clear. Uh, yeah, it's a mess. So I had to like design a pantheon that made sense to the Egypt world, but just kind of worked for me. And there's a few modules D and D has put out throughout the years that are desert themed. And I, I read through a couple of them just to get some ideas. Um, I didn't directly take, you know, everything, but I just kind of absorbed some of that. D&D 5 did a Magic the Gathering themed on the world Amonkhet. Amonkhet, yeah. Amonkhet, yeah. Yep. Um, God Pharaoh and uh, things like that. It's really interesting. It's a short, like, little module. I mean, it's like 15 pages or something. Okay. Because um, it's just a supplement to play, you know. It was really interesting. Gave me a lot of ideas. I guess it was 3.5 or maybe even second edition did a one called, um, well, there's two, there's one called dark sun. Oh yeah. Not necessarily desert, but it's setting, but it's barren fucking wasteland. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there's an actual, just like a desert setting. And I don't remember, I can't recall what it's called off the top of my head off the, but I pulled a bunch from it. Uh, if we haven't said it before, I guess we need, can we introduce ourselves real quick? No, you're not allowed. <laughs> okay. Well, right, yes, uh, yes, you can. watch from season two. You already know. <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, I think we should definitely uh, pin this episode as, like, our new pin. Right. Uh, right. But uh, I'm Matt. I I'm am. Angry. I'm a forever DM. 
Hooray! Well, there he is. I'm Andrew. Uh, I am on this world building podcast, and I have not DM'd in four years. Three, no, four years. this has been a year. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, and I am Edward, and I am also a forever DM. Dun dun dun. Hooray! <laughs> uh, I don't but know. Obviously, obviously, we're here because we love building worlds. Uh, so yeah. And we're and that's well, kind of what we're doing. So this is think of this episode as kind of like a recap of what we have been doing, living in the Mad Max post apocalypse wasteland that is COVID nineteen. Edward, thank you for your insights on what you're up to. Andrew, do you want to take it over? Because I know you're playing a game besides the one you're uh, like I'm doing, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I have been playing in a um, what is the system? Fate. Fate. Yeah. A fate game. I've been playing a fate game. It's been every other week. It was every week, and now it's shifted down to every other week with one other person plus the DM. And we are in a what is the word I'm looking for? It, it's based on a book. It's I think it's called the Never Never. Was the book series? It was a bunch of like connected short stories where um, a, the fairy world like kind of merged with the real world in like New York and uh, another big city or some other big cities across the country. And we've just been kind of ignoring that and doing our own thing. Uh, we own Checks a out. we own a castle at this point. We are cloning Velociraptors to be our um, shit <laughs> guard dogs at the castle. Uh, we're basically we're not we're totally not a gang. Um, we're totally not a gang. We are a social club that's been uh, slowly building up our fortunes. Andrew Dodd, there he goes. Uh, our, our membership, there you go. We've been building up our membership. Memberships, right. Yeah, membership, yeah. We've been building up our memberships, not uh, gang members, just uh, okay. club members. Um, trying to think of some other... Yeah, that's about where we are now. We blew up an entire other gang. We did not suicide bomb them <laughs> in the middle of the night one night. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then I have your game that we have been uh, one session. that we have played one session. That's of fine. So I put a ton of work into these games, mm. so uh, hopefully they'll they'll do some work. So yeah. I'm running two games in the same country. One campaign being evil, and one campaign being good. <laughs> That's what's up. Are you going to bring um, them together? It might happen. For a club match I, battle. So right now, the way it is is the. The evil campaign is ahead of the good campaign, but the good campaign will be catching up by next session. Um, they're about 30 days, well, about 20 days ahead of the good campaign. So both of these campaigns are set in a country called Brightstone, which is, if you guys played Witcher 3 or seen anything Disney, it's kind of like Toussaint and Disney Princess. So like... Birds land on people while they sing. People bake bread and have a good time. Uh, fairy tales exist. In... We know that's a lie because no one has a good time making bread. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in Brightstone. Like, like, fairy tales are real in Brightstone. And they've it's set in the same world that, that we have there, Edward. Of course, our timelines diverged at some point, and we have our own versions of and our One day world. we'll figure that out. But One uh... day we'll figure that out. But Bratstone's kind of interesting. They, they were never touched by Nimnodia, and this takes place about 35 years uh, A.N., so after Nimnodia. Nimnodia has, uh, their, con- like their empire has fallen. But um, gotcha, gotcha. Bratstone probably paid them off to not be attacked. 
That's probably how they got out of it. But my evil campaign are, they got sent in as, which Andrew's part of, they got sent in to basically ruin a, like every five years event. They're going to blow some stuff up in the capital to distract the, the, like the guards and the soldiers and everything from the forces of the tribe lands, which is what Andrew's part of, from coming across the mountains and attacking Bratzone. Uh, and my good guys are there to to kind of deal with what the evil campaign is going to be happening, what they're right, going to right. be doing. Now, that's that's my concept. Now, that might change over time. but Yeah, we might fear less. I, uh, I love you know, that, though. I love not it. It, it. I mean, you know, players tend to just throw the rules out the window uh, yep. when it comes to plot, but... I love uh, the thought of having the two running at the same time, trying to categorize them. That's awesome. So I just finished the first session of my good campaign. The first session of my good campaign, which I just finished last night, they were sent from the capital down to a place called Dry Acre to uh, arrest and capture the the emissary of the tribe lands who has been causing a lot of problems called Gronctavius. They succeeded uh, Gronktavius had taken Dry Acre's mayor captive and uh, done some terrible things to him and like beat him up, put him in a cave. Like I'm, I was trying to do as like traditional second right. edition D and D as I could do, and I think I, I think I succeeded. And uh, they captured him, they saved the day, they got Gronktavius, the the Orkin emissary, captured, put him in prison. And now they're working on helping out this caravan. Apparently, like some 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 jewels were stolen from a caravan, and we need those jewels for this coronation that's going to happen in like 20 days. And they need to find those jewels and get back for the coronation. Other side of the campaign, which is the evil side, Andrew's side, they <laughs> their Wait. mission, their mission, they are they are bodyguards of the emissary of what? of, of quotation marks we're <laughs> clearly just they're, uh, bodyguards they're bodyguards and their mission was to to make sure Gronctavius gets out of prison and back to uh the capital of Bratstone which of course is Bratstone so who right. would think uh Andrew I'll let you take it away and what happened well um so just an example of Matt's, the way Matt builds things. Uh, we ruined his well-made plans. And he, because he set us up like three different avenues that we could have done this, three or four. But we ended up fighting a couple of wolves in the on the road there. And once we got there, there was a, what is a, uh, people were like a, a delivery cart. of beer. Yeah, a beer delivery that got turned away. In which case we could have like went and got the, we could have been somewhat sneaky and went and posed as the beer guys when we came back and got in into the castle, or we could have hung around till the night came uh, till night came and snuck in and just broke him out in the middle of the night. Everything would have been hunky dory. No, what we did was we walked straight in. Um, well, they talked. We bribed. bribed yeah. We bribed our way in. Um, and then the person that we bribed got thrown in a fire by the uh, lord of this hill, or uh, like the captain, a, the captain, yeah, yeah, the, the guard captain, who's not from Brightstone. He's basically like a mercenary that they hired. They needed someone gruff, 
since Brightstone's not really seen true war, it's right. good to ca- have people that's probably seen it in leadership positions. Sense. Makes sense, yeah. But this guy was pissed that we were so able to, or easily, to get inside. That we got in so easily. Punished this dude by throwing him in a fire. And we kind of just talked our way into going downstairs and visiting this guy. Because we said that we were, in, uh, we had like little um, passes. That's uh, the fake IDs to show that we were, in fact, this guy's bodyguards. And uh, the guard captain sent us down with one one guy watching us, and he was hanging out upstairs in this little, like, three story building, top one, uh, yeah, three story building here. We were in the basement, and I, because we're being an evil campaign, and I'm a rat, a rat man witch, right? Yeah, he's the, uh, yep. Rat man witch with a little. Uh, <laughs> That's a bad metal band. <laughs> yes. sandwich. yeah uh, but i have a little cat familiar who uh flies around using pus but anyway i, I would like to i would like to think it's called rat manwich right man yeah like like a sandwich <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it is it a rat eating a manwich or is yeah, it yes and like there's like a foot sticking out of the manwich yeah andrew i need you to draw this uh i need it <laughs> well Depending on when this goes up, I might have time to do that. But yeah, rat man, which um, rat folk that's the word I was looking for, rat, rat folk. folk, yeah. Uh, but I'm a rat folk, which anyway, I uh cast charm on our guard, and he was so he was my buddy, and um, we got him to unlock, uh, he threw me his keys. I went and unlocked the door and got the the orc man, Gronctavius, to kill the guard. Like murderize him with a chair. With a chair, and also that's, that's down in hardcore wrestler right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, also down in the basement, we had a totally not Cinderella lady with a glass slipper who was just crying to herself. Think, and, think like um, Left for Dead witch, but with like a Cinderella dress. dress. Still scary. Yeah, <laughs> and a juggler, not a juggalo, a, a fool. Yeah, yeah. A fool who was juggling invisible things. Yeah. Um, and we ended up unlocking all of the, uh, both of the prisoners. One of the other players kicked, or like snuck upstairs, kicked the guard captain down the stairs. Cinderella and the jester murdered him. And uh, then the jester blew out the wall and we successfully retrieved Gronctavius from the uh, prison yeah. and headed towards Brightstone. Uh, yeah we chose the dark side it's all it's all my fault i shouldn't have done that but it made sense in the the moment you're supposed to be evil right yeah Yeah. it made sense to murder hobo for a minute but what is evil though you know what i mean what is conceptual yeah Yeah. i mean you know what is i'll share um i don't want to spend too much time uh digging deeper but i played a game yesterday my last session i played was yesterday um it was, it was the middle of the day session it was kind of short we only played for about two hours and we probably could have played another hour we got to a stopping point that was really a good finality and so we just left it but so we hadn't played because of covid issues in let's say four months you know if i i guess right reasonable yeah so obviously you know i started with a recap this is where you started this is kind of like as if it was a new season for the their show i'm like this is where you went this is what happened and stuff but as we went into it i i I didn't plan an incredible lot just planned on improvising and being agile because i I knew i had some ideas of what could happen and where i kind of want to get them to go location wise right um but you know 
and we've talked about this in depth with how to DM and things like that, but players will take the side road 90% of the time. And I really didn't know. I don't even know what their motives are at this point. Right. For one, the, the actual players have changed over the last you know four months and their thoughts, but I don't know how their characters felt about the story or where they're going. I, I really didn't know. So I was like, I'm, I'm winging it. Right. I have some ideas. I know where I want to go and eventually we'll get there and I'll work around that. So goodness gracious. So you find our players. They're on this flying ship. The only one known uh, throughout the lands. Now that might be others, but the only one well-known Matt will recognize that as a Nimnodian ship. It's a flying ship. They have it. The entire goal of this campaign for the last several sessions has been, they want to commandeer the ship. They want the flying ship. So they've infiltrated the Nimnodian army as a, a elite squad. They've joined the crew of the ship. Right. So they're on this ship. That's where we're starting. In the last session, you know, they joined the ship. They decided that, you know, a ship of, you know, a 400 person army or 500 person army on this ship, full galleon, like they weren't just going to take it, the four of them, and commandeer it and run away. So they were like, we're going to, last we played, we're going to pretend, keep pretending to be part of this army, not like they're good players anyway. They're going to help the Nimnodian army invade so they can learn more about them and see their tactics and stuff and try. So simultaneously they're when they're going on these incursions, like undermining Nimnodia by like sending messages to the other countries that, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what we're coming. Like they're trying to play both sides almost because they are definitely anti-Nimnodia, but they want this ship and they're acting like, so we start out they're on the ship and I'm like, I give them the recap. I'm like, this is where you're at. You you've got like, 25 you know not super loyal nimnodians who've agreed to like kind of join your side and they're with you on this the other 450 are not right now you you you've you've went with them and you've sacked a couple uh, of islands over the last couple months you've set out some combat outposts right now you're heading to this island or this continent and they're going to drop off a bunch of you to infiltrate like they do like they're going to pretend to be other people and infiltrate that's what they're doing and i said so you've got you know, a couple of days you're traveling on the ship. What is your plan? Then I let them talk it out. Like they're, they're like, where do we go from here? Like, I don't under, you know, I don't know what I'm doing because I don't know what they wanted to do. Uh, and it started out pretty normal and then it got not normal. And I didn't know what I was doing in my life for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, so it started out normal. It was like, well, we continue to go with them. We, we get off the boat. We go X, Y, and Z. It was all in character, you know, conversation. What are we going to do? We, at this point, uh, you know, are hurting ourselves by going after the ship. We could just cripple the Nodian army, blow the ship up and get the hell out of here. Okay. Well, you know, let's continue stealing the ship, cause a commotion, wait till they empty the people onto the, on the continent, steal the ship, take it to another country, sell it. Let's like it, all what? these feasible plans, right? Or sell it as like, here, we took the power from the Nodia here. You take it. We don't want to give us money. Like, you know, something like that. So all these like plans start formulating and I'm, I'm listening and I'm kind of coming up spinning wheels. I'm like, okay, here's this is what we're doing here. If they do this, if they choose to do this, how do we execute these plans? Um, and then I get a player who out of the blue just goes, so don't we have a scroll of like flawless teleportation one time use? And I'm like, you do. Okay. So in the last session, didn't we learn that there is an existence of alternate universes and alternate planes? I'm like, yes, you found the existence of alternate planes. Why don't we just teleport to another plane and take it over? Now, 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 <laughs> yeah. now it's gotten crazy. <laughs> now it got crazy. So uh, that did not happen. 
Although I want to give them the option. I'm like, you have the scroll. You did learn of inter- infinite possibilities. They're like, would the scroll actually work for that? I'm like, well, roll some checks. They rolled good. I'm like, well, you can't say that it won't, right. but nothing in it says or it no, will. It will. <laughs> like, it seems reasonable, but you can't concern. I'm like, so you could try it. Of course, they start talking more. I have to run to the other room and get the manual of planes. I'm like, that did not happen, but it got very random very quick. Mm. Uh, and I would have let them done it. I would have been like, all right, you know, let's. This entire campaign took a shift, and now we're on another plane trying to do yeah, some other crazy depending stuff. Depending like, on the plane, yeah. like, they can <laughs> right. die instantly, depending right. on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was pretty intense. Uh, they so just, just the less. Doing it or. They did actually, yeah. Uh, and th- I mean, they saw it. Like, I walked back in the room and I'm like, I have a manual of planes and I'm ready for this. Like, you know, if we're doing this, we're doing this. And they, I mean, they discussed it a lot. They decided against it. They went for another plan, which probably for the best in the long term. But hey, we could have taken a massive shift in game. That would have been interesting. That would have been a fun shift, actually. In my opinion. But I mean, regardless of whatever plot I had planned, we could still get back to that. Like, if that's what they wanted to do and they were going to have a great time. I mean, I think the original thought was we'll go to another plane, we'll conquer that plane, and we'll come back and we'll be like, we're the, you know. Well, if they ever want to be sent to a plane, I'll definitely up one of my, like, so I have a version of our world where, like, what, like, three of the seven gods are, like, awake and walking around. Right. So they can deal with that if you really right, want to deal yeah, with it. Yeah. Like it's going to be pretty much the same world as yours, but the gods are walking. Exactly. <laughs> well, see what what happened with the whole they learned about the existence of other planes and existences. We to say that we haven't played in four months not necessarily true. We played one or maybe twice in those four months one time. And what happened was I was out of it. I, I wasn't in the mood. Like, not, wasn't the mood is not the right word, but I, I wasn't mentally there. My wife was like, hey, I, I will try DMing. I want to tell a story. Let's just do something crazy. We used the same characters. Um, and w- what we did was kind of like the Alice in Wonderland effect. You wake up in alternate reality. Here's some stuff that happens, and it's over. It actually happened. You got some items from it. Like, this actually happened. There was a reasoning you were in an alternate reality. Someone brought you there. It was a, like it was an alternate future. Um, and then you, they, they woke up and everything was normal, but they did theoretically learn that that's a thing. Right. Um, and it was just like a one shot. Like she was like, I'm going to do something. I was like, great. I get to play once. Like I'll, I'll roll a character and we played. Like that. So we got a lot of games going on. Yeah. We got a lot of games all of a sudden, just like there was a, that massive dry spell. And then we we're like, boom, 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 boom. But Let's I, get but back I to, think that, back to that means, yeah, I think that means that we're getting more comfortable with, with, kind of how all this is kind of happening um i mean the people that i am playing with i see at least two to three times a week if not every single day so i'm not pulling people way outside of my like normal group of friends because that that could still be might be scary absolutely absolutely but um but yeah that's kind of how you do it And and i suggest the same thing to any of our you know, listeners, sure. you know, don't put your life in danger over some DOS. No, but, um, I mean, if you have to move to online temporarily, move to online. Th- that's completely fine. Yeah. That's, that's... This works just, just as well. Like I, that's how I've been playing my fake game is over right. the phone. Not even like this. I just over the phone, Facebook messenger. That's how I've been doing it. Right. Wow. Okay. But I mean, I've been pretty getting into Pathfinder too. That's, that's the system that we use. 
Uh, well, that I like to use personally. I know you're a five guy, I'm a Pathfinder two guy, but I've been like kind of diving into their, I guess their their stuff, their their product line. I got I bought like the pawn box and I bought the battle cards, which I like the battle cards a whole lot. I've uh, seen those. I, yeah, I put them in binders so I can just look them up whenever I want nice. to. That's that's cool. Um, Smart. Yeah, like I, I like that. I've been getting into map making. I bought dungeon uh, draft. Dungeon draft's a, another. I also bought dungeon draft. Uh, <laughs> really good tool. So um, you've been making all these maps in is dungeon mm-hmm. draft. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I, um, like I said, I played one game digital. The Egyptian games all been digital so far, just because we haven't you know, touched base and you know felt comfortable, got together and stuff. Um, I did quite a few maps in dungeon draft for that, so I could you know visualize and stuff like that. Fantastic. Super, super good. Uh, on top of world building, like I said, I, the country that in that's in my campaign, Brightstone, I, I, that's, you know, I'm pulling from Disney stuff here. So last night they, they met like a leprechaun out in the woods that tricked the party. That was kind of fun. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, uh, like they found a, uh, they found like this ancient coin. And then a leprechaun ran out of the woods and was like, hey, have you found my, me coin? And Justin's character's like, yeah, here's this coin. I found it. That's cool. And he's like, well, I'll grant you one wish. And then a few miles down the road, Justin noticed that his coin pouch wasn't there anymore. And then a few more miles down the road, like they had like, they dealt with some guards. Uh, like there was like a hunting party or something. They didn't want to bite that uh, on that hook at all. So they just kept on going. But I had the... Uh, the leprechaun come back out of the woods and be like, I-, I-, I found this gold. Do you wish to have your gold back? And Justin's like, yeah, I want my gold back. So he like, oh, that was the wish. wish. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So that I'm going to have, I'm going to have like this classic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have this leprechaun like fuck with them a lot. I think <laughs> that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, I have, so both of my campaigns, well, right now, which my evil campaign may be going from three to five players, but currently both of my campaigns are three-player campaigns, and, and it's it's One interesting. In both. Yeah, yeah, my uh, my girlfriend, Veronica, is in both of these campaigns. She's playing and, both uh, sides, so she's always going to come out. She's playing both sides. But who does she lean towards, really? <laughs> right? We'll find hmm. out. I guess we'll find out. Uh yeah, uh it, it's it's fun playing in a smaller table. Like it's it's interesting. Right. Like, there's the, a there's a dynamic to it, uh, and you can get closer with your party and what they are wanting out of it. I think you can get closer with the party, but combat is a bigger challenge for me as a DM because now I have to balance a little right. bit right. harder. Yeah, you, you but, don't have five I, sources of damage coming. You have three. And that means mm-hmm. you can't have them throw out as much because we're squishy in level one. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. But I actually prefer balancing to a smaller table than a larger table because a larger table, I have to be like, okay, well, this this young dragon needs to be an adult dragon. And this adult dragon, if my players aren't very good at positioning, can kill like three players in one turn. So what do you do? Um but with a smaller group, I can kind of suggest combat tactics a little bit better. And I've been kind of liking that. But Brightstone, yeah. new country, starting it out, ground up. I got some cool encounters I'm working on. I got like a very feral version of Beauty and the Beast I'm laying out right now. Nice. Uh, 
like there's a local there's like a cursed woods called the howling acres that soon to be brides are lured into and then they disappear and uh all of that has to do with the beauty and the beast top character so um i got that i got a mon that might have to do with some seven dwarfs kind of stuff but that's way down the line um and i've just been trying to like change up kind of like stereotypes so i got an elven tribe called um what was that for um you know what go go ahead you guys talk for a second (laughs) i have to Uh, look things uh, up put me on the spot (laughs) oh no uh outside of uh rpgs like that i have been really digging deep into board games lately Uh, timber forge board game no (laughs) um so timber forge is the place timber forge yeah, Timber so Forge. so it's elves, but the trees in this area are like hard as like iron. Like instead of like iron being from the ground, it's being inside trees. So I'm like trying to like flip the script on this elven group. So they're going to be more like the dwarves. I'm going to have the el- the dwarves be more like the elves. That's neat. Yeah, let's change That's it up. Neat. Yeah, but board games. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I actually, so I bought a ton of board games, first of all, like way too many board games. I think I'm actually maybe going to start doing reviews of board games. Um, That's complicated. I'm going to have to come up with a pretty solid criteria of like how to rate them and whatnot. But I think maybe I'll start doing reviews of board games. Bought a ton, though, Um, like a lot. (laughs) Many is a lot. Uh, How many is a lot? In the last, mm, let's say, month, I'm just look behind me here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, I guess the official answer would be nine board games in the last like month, month and a half, six weeks, maybe. It's a lot of board games. It's a lot of board game. Um, have you played any of? Them? I have played all of them, but two in that time period. Mm, well, well. So I um one is uh, goes. It's the name of Photosynthesis is the name, and it's a it's a four player game max. Like it's small small table size and i've played it previously before i even bought it it was just on sale and i really enjoyed it when i played it uh like a year ago but i haven't played it since i bought it it's just been sitting there i don't have a you know group that i just sat together with and then i bought this monster is it gloomhaven yep (laughs) motherfucker uh but it only came in last week and i have not played it because it's gloomhaven oh gloomhaven gloomhaven yeah, Blue so it's head. an RPG look, board game, sort of. Yeah. Uh, although I was going to see if you guys wanted to get together sometimes and be the group to play it with me. Because it's, it's uh, similar to D&D in that it is episodic and you use the same characters over and over and they level up. So That you I'm, do. I'd be down for that. I like if I can get this effort open, then I would uh, show you the insides, Andrew. Yeah. But, but it's massive. This sucker weighs like 40 pounds. Yeah, that's not really an exaggeration. Heavy. (laughs) And Frosthaven's coming out in a few years, right? Uh, Yeah, they 100% like Kickstarter and everything. Yeah, they Kickstarted that a few years back, and then they done uh, Frosthaven recently. Right, Frosthaven, um, which is the it's it's a standalone sequel, so it's in the same universe, different game, but they you can use the same characters, you can cross. Oh. Like I said, it's episodic, so each game session lasts like 
Uh, it says 30 minutes per player. So, you know, three players be like an hour and a half of gameplay, but there's like 99 scenarios or sessions and it's episodic it's like an adventure or something. Right. So you go through all the episodes um, and then there's an expansion, I think actually. Now, is this one of those games that you have a, a DM and players or is this it's, cool? it's fully cooperative? Pl- it's fully cooperative. All players, the game sets the mode and the, scenario you just run okay. through it, right so it's, so it's party versus game oh that'll be that'd be neat to play and it's like the number one rated board game for two years now or something i think yeah i'm very interested in that uh andrew do you have any worlds that you've been kind of like dipping into i know that you are our, well you and edward both are our like resident readers me me stupid yeah. me no read <laughs> me play video game uh if you'll give me a second i'm gonna go grab some stuff i'll be right back okay uh, oh, this shit. is going to be Matt and Edward's power minute. Uh, <laughs> right, right. All, all right, hot, hot take, Edward. Uh, 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 best best magic class D and D five go. Um, best best magic class. I think it, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. You're going to blow shit up. Uh, sorcerer. All right. Uh, 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 the Pathfinder. I'm going to go. Uh, shit. Uh, I'm going to go wizard. I'm going to go wizard on Pathfinder. Was your own Pathfinder? Uh, best cantrip, go. Press the digitation. Uh, uh, ghost sound for me. <laughs> ghost sound. All right, ghost fair. sound. Fair. I'm gonna go with ghost sound. Yeah. Uh, thing you don't want to be stabbed by. Anything. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh. Uh, mine would be penises. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I don't know. Best paint, like best paint line. I use a lot of P3. Oh man, P3. I was gonna say P3 too. It's so fucking good, is it not? It is. It is. That was, that was uh, Matt and Edwards' hot take minute. And back back to normal broadcast. <laughs> uh, but to your question, Matt. Uh, now, admittedly, I have not started any of these, but these are the uh, one, two, three, four, five War Machine books. Oh yeah, that, that you have Lord. given me. Getting uh, on it, are you? Yeah. They're all the beginnings of different series, actually. And so you got to decide what series you want. Well, I think yeah, exactly. the one, the one war one, is complete. Like the one that has um, uh, Leto's brother on the front. The Act of War or the Art of War, I forget. We got In Thunder Forged, uh, Malcontents, Into the Storm, Blood of Kings. Blood of Kings. I think that's the the full. That's like a. That's an actual full story. Okay, this one might be the one I start with. On yeah. This, just to yeah. get a full story. Right, right. Yeah, all of that happens like in between. Um, that that basically shows like the new. Uh, Sig- I don't know. I don't want to get into right. it on this cast. But anyway, Signar lost their king. And that talks about like an invasion to see who the new king's going to be. And like all the factions get involved. So it's pretty cool. It's a pretty good right. art. Very cool. Very cool. Other stuff I am reading. I got this Terry Pratchett book here, making money. It's just another Discworld book. It, it's funny. I lo- uh, I'm really liking Terry Pratchett. That is the seventh one of those that I've read, and I'm about halfway through it. And they're all all the Discworld stuff has been fun. Uh, I started the book yesterday. It's called The Poppy War. It's a like Chinese fantasy book, and uh, it's been is fun. It, is it like a is it set in like traditional Western culture fantasy, or is it more of like Chinese fantasy? It's uh, more Chinese fantasy. It's okay. definitely Western. 
yeah. Uh, from what I can tell, it takes a lot. It's a bit, um, I don't want to speak incorrectly here, but I feel like it takes a little cues from Witcher, how it just takes bits and pieces from all kinds of uh, okay. yeah. stuff and just mashes it in right here. At least so far, that's been my experience. This is one that uh, I think I talked about starting on the last time we were doing it. The last time we were uh, do- casting. And this is my copy of Doom. You did, yeah. And it's uh, very pretty. Yeah. I mean, we just got a trailer, so it's probably yeah. something to, to read, so you can yep. go into that. Yep. Yeah, that was, that's been kind of my yeah, spark. Doom, Doom was a good series. Yeah, uh, the trailer kind of sparked me into being like, okay, I got to pick this back up. Right. I right. have to. Uh, Rage of Dragons here. I don't know much about this one. It. I bought it the other day just based off of recommendations I'd been seeing off this dude on YouTube. Uh, I assume it's about dragons and anger from the title of it. One would think. Yeah. I, I would like it to not be. Curveball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you open it up and it's actually about elves. Uh, it's just a bunch of wood elves uh, hanging out in the woods. Not, not smoking weed. Oh, man. It's true. And then you got your, your Brandon Sanderson. Um, I've got Casey. This is my second time through this book. And I've got Casey reading it now. Again, just very pretty artwork in this series. And I actually had... I, the most the most money I'm ever going to drop on a book, I dropped on a book in this series. Um, it's coming I'm gonna out. Come in or oh, it's coming out. Oh no, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's going to be here in December, and uh, hope I might put something up on the one of our channels whenever it gets what, here. What exactly this- is the most money you'll ever spend on a book? Uh, it was. <laughs> it's a leather bound, so it's actually uh, and they actually Fancy, had to split yeah. the book in half. So I got two full books. Another hardcover and then another another hardcover to come with it of like a novella, um, yeah. but it was two hundred and seventy dollars all told. But I'm also getting a bunch of like swag extras, yeah. right? Commemoratives yeah. and swag and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and it's signed. So, and then book four of the series comes out in November, and I'm excited for that. And that's been kind of my uh, COVID life has just been uh, amassing a stack of books. To uh, to cut my way through. Okay, mine's board games. Just a pile oh. of them. Well, let's talk about video games then. Since I'm, since I'm, I'm, I'm with you, one. I'm with you. Staring at my uh, hundred and ten dollar board game. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> well, if it helps, there's uh, yeah. there's about a hundred and fifty dollars worth of like just pawns and cards for Pathfinder Two behind me and books now. Fair. So I understand. I get it. But uh, yeah, let me let me if you don't mind, let me dip into what I've been gaming on. Uh, I'd like to start off a little bit with Grounded. So Grounded is a survival top game. Uh, you, it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but a little bit different. So uh, I played the demo, uh, yeah, beta or something. I played a little bit of it. It's very charming. Like I. I feel like it it's kind of in the same place that Sea of Thieves was when it first launched. There's not a ton to do, but what is there I feel like they've they've done very very well. Uh I mean, don't fuck with ants because they'll bring their friends around. Spiders are frightening. They're they're about 10 times bigger than you and they'll hunt you. Yeah, I and, cannot play that game. 
<laughs> you I, can I turn on arachnophobia mode and just take I, I, off all the spiders. Nope. I, I know what it's supposed to be. I saw one like 10 second clip from that game of people like walking through like an anthill, I assume. And then a giant spider just swarming and killing. And I was like, yeah, nope. Just turn that up. I'm just going to turn that. So I didn't play enough. I didn't play enough to get the spider attack. Uh, I yeah. did. I killed some ants. I did that. Uh, yeah. It's, it's super frightening when spiders are hunting you. Cause you can like hear their little legs, like brushing up against things and stuff. It's, it's really creepy. But what I like about it is there is a bit of story to it. So you got to like complete a few objectives before the next part of the story goes. But it seems that you have um, been kind of shrunken down by either your parents or some... You've signed up for this somehow as like almost like it's a toy or something. And then the toy breaks and you got to figure out how to fix this thing to make you, you know, back to normal size. But uh, you end up finding like an underground, like a little tiny underground uh, laboratory and stuff. It's really, really cool. It's interesting. Cute. Interesting. Uh, it's cute for what it is. I really, really dig it. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is... Let's see, where is it? Oh, um, it's a game called Chasm. So Chasm's pretty cool. Uh, it is probably the best version of a Metroidvania that I've ever seen for someone that doesn't know what Metroidvanias are or wants to get into them. Uh, it's a pretty typical, like, like, oh, you're sent by this kingdom to figure out what happened to this mining town. Like, right? And it seems like the people from the mining town has been captured by some things. And it turns out that, like, there's a cult that captured them to sacrifice them to bring upon, to bring out this, like, Cthulian top monster. But what makes it a little bit different than any other Metroid game I've ever played is that when you start the game, it's a seeded game. So everybody's game will be different. Then that's cool. So, yeah, like everybody's game will be completely different than yours. So you can like you can like everything like monsters will be different. Locations will be different. It, it's all depending on you. I feel like it's a really, really good example of how to do a Metroidvania right since it's been done over and over and over again so right, many times. Right, right. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I have started Wasteland 3. Uh, if you're not knowledgeable of what the Wasteland franchise is, it happened... Wasteland came out before Fallout, and the people that worked on Wasteland made Fallout 1, 2, and some of those people stuck around for 3. But it's... Uh, Wasteland 1 and 2 set in Arizona, and you play basically like rangers of the Arizona wasteland. And Wasteland 3 is set place in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And like, apparently in Wasteland 2, there's one of the endings is like you nuke your own base to stop this Skynet-like AI from taking over everything. So you you nuke it. And uh, you're what remains of the Arizona like rangers. And you've heard tales that some like you could probably lay claim to some areas in Colorado. So you're in Colorado to deal with it. But man, the writing is so good. There's crazy rednecks. There's the, the AI is probably some of the best things I've seen, like dealing with robots because they all speak in like mid 80s, like broken robot talk. Like, uh, it sounds like a printer when they're talking. Sounds like a like a like yeah. like it's printing out the words. I don't know. It's really really weird. 
you get to there's there's weird clowns out in the wastelands you got to deal with that have like pop up circus tents. Like it, it's really it's really really charming <laughs> in a bloody terrible way. And and it's open too. So the first area you got to deal with is Colorado Springs itself, and you can help the police force. But the police force are fucking brutal. Like they put people out basically on uh, Jacob crosses out into like the the snow and if they survive they're they're okay to come back in but if they can't survive their punishment out there then they just die they're like oh well i guess they weren't meant to be <laughs> you know and that's how like the justices wow. served out there so like throughout the first couple of missions you can be like no fuck you you guys are insane and brutal and we need we we need to change who's in charge here and you can side with like these this there's a casino you can side with the casino and kind of make colorado springs like a new vegas or new vegas that's funny or you can side with the marshals and keep on like this like like western justice or you can side with neither of them and kill both of the leaders uh and be like no we're gonna take over since we're we we've been doing it right for a while we're gonna take over now so there's a lot of options to how you want to do it in cool that's cool i never uh, played them yeah, Wastelands Three, definitely check it out. I think it's 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 really good. And if I can, I want to just put my last one in, and that is Spirit Fair. It's probably my game of the year so far. Uh, it is adorable. It has this anime like feel to it. There's a cat that hangs out with you that plays with like uh, a ball of its own soul. Uh, you are the new. Ore Master on the River Styx. That's what you play as in Spirit Fair, and it's just a touching, like I don't know. It will send cold chills down your arm every time you play that game. It's it's it'll bring on the tears. Like it's a it's a good game. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like about the middle of your wastelands bit. I was like, I gotta. He has to bring up the uh, the crack that he has brought upon this household. That is Spirit Fairer. Casey has not missed a day playing that in a week. She's playing it, it right now so while we're recording. And uh That's a quite a I've review. Only, wow. Yeah, we have uh like I've only seen like bits and pieces of what she's playing. And when I say that, I've sat there and watched her play for like an hour or two at a time each day. I miss when like new characters come in, but even then, like I have witnessed the scenes where you finally ferry a couple of the characters on oh, it is heartbreaking. yeah and i'm still sitting there like oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good game it is a yeah, good game. there's no combat it's all story and interconnecting it's just it's making sure that these souls in the afterlife have the best afterlife that they can have before they move on and right. it, it's it's helping them out and like give them the giving them them their food so they can have some memory of what it's like to be alive and it's so so touching definitely my game of the year so far fair enough fair enough well craig what have you been up to hey now recording (laughs) oh craig you crazy (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah i don't know so we wanted to get together. We wanted to say what, what's going on, that we are kind of invigorated back into the world of tabletop gaming. Um, not that we ever you know, lost that spark, but uh, with, with everything going on, like we said, we've talked a few times and we have some 
fantastic ideas for season two with season two we won't go into too many details but we want to bring some more structure to things a little bit um we're gonna do some multi-part series where we do several episodes on a specific world diving deep um so we can really hit on some of the bigger more worlds that have you know especially influenced our lives we're gonna work on getting some guests for those and really dive deep into specific parts of those worlds we're not even gonna be able I mean, we're going to take several episodes just to get, dig into parts of some worlds, not even the whole world. Yeah, th- those are kind of episodes. And remember, we're going to have some of our more normal episodes sprinkled in as well, where we uh, we might be building an area or right. like we'll, we'll be doing some on-the-fly kind of stuff. And speaking of that, anything that you guys want us to talk about, I'm I'm kind of like the Facebook curator for that so hit us up on the facebook email us any of that kind of stuff on what you you want to uh, see shout out on the twatter yep but yeah we've got some great ideas um i think it's going to be really exciting season Mm -hmm. Uh, if uh a few ideas we do have i don't want to mention all of them we won't ruin all the worlds we're going to dig deep into and stuff uh right yet but we discussed before and i don't have it pulled up right now uh, oh, because I'm using Discord to look at your faces. That's why I'm confused. <laughs> uh, we discussed uh, a few, but just mentioned we're going to do some episodes this season, and we haven't recorded yet, um, where, if one, we do some on-the-spot problem-solving. So we're going to take some problems that DMs or players have faced in their games. How would we handle it? What would we do? How, you know, how best to do that? And... Uh, we're all, also we just talked about doing episodes where we talk about the biggest problems we have faced before or the biggest problems other people have faced and how we would handle it and things like that. Not necessarily on the spot, but we can think about it more. If you have ideas or thoughts or issues you've run into before and you just want to know or chat about uh, what we would do or how to better handle it, uh, reach out to us on any of those aforementioned places. Uh, we'll yeah. mention it in the chat. Maybe we'll even get you on and talk about it. So uh, definitely mention it. Yeah. Uh- of course, you know, uh, we all kind of bring different strategies and different, uh, like, we, we all consume media in different ways here on this cast, and uh, some similar, some different. That's what the beauty is of this cast, in my opinion, is the fact that we are so varied. And right. uh, bringing that kind of look, expect more stuff from books, video games, short stories, expect that kind of stuff. I'm Edward. You can find me on Facebook under Edward or Sergeant Bacon Pants, Twitter, Twitch, all those other things. Sergeant Bacon Pants. Obviously our channel Groundbreak Cast. I'm second. Is that, twi- is that our Twitch channel? Our Twatter. Oh, our Twatter channel. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. So I'm Matt. I handle our Facebook feed. So if you see if you see posts on the Facebook, it's most likely coming from this guy. So uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can do that. Or you can search for me on just normal old Facebook. I also stream. I'll post my streams onto our page. But I might actually be converting our stream over to doing our... Uh, Twitch stream instead, uh, and I might be starting to record some of those streams and putting them onto our YouTube channel. We might be moving into that because now that we got this whole video thing going on, we might right. change I, it up a I, little I, bit. I like the even if it's not live stream, I like just releasing raw and stuff like that too. Just so, some raw um, ass stuff. Raw yeah, ass I like shit. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you guys, you know, not not. 
not having any promises, but I would like to do start doing if if you guys are feeling like it, like a thirty minute after show, maybe to put out occasionally. But uh, not, not tonight. Ju- not tonight. But it'll be <laughs> yes. just it'll be just video, or we can bring but, in some other people from our uh you know respected groups for the after show sure, or the sure. second show. Uh, but I have some ideas up here on the media side of things. So expect more media. More things coming at you. Uh, I am Andrew, and I am the one that is uh, trying to manage the Instagram post or Instagram feed. And I want to be trying to step up my game on that now that we are coming back. Yeah. Oh, uh, another thing that's going to start happening uh, toward the end of the month and or in the beginning of next month, uh, we're going to I'm going to start a stream called... Uh, uh, Veronica's choice, where she she's my girlfriend, and she's going to pick from my catalog of 600 plus games, and we are going to be playing that game on stream together. She's going to be, and we're it's going to be like a commentary type thing. Uh, our first game is 50 Cent Blood in the Sand, and we're going to be playing that and checking that <laughs> out, and maybe talk about how to play, how you too can play a 50 Cent game on the tabletop. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Once again, have a great time out there and let's go break some ground, guys. Break some ground. Craig, keep doing your thing. <laughs>